Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with uh, Mr. Jake Larson again. Part three. Part three. <laughs> this time it's personal. Yep. That's right. We seem to, um, we just seem to have some glitches and some stuff, and I have to wake Jake up in the morning and get him to come and co host with me. So it's a lot of fun. Um, and I appreciate you living in my house and being yep. my uh, a co-host that can yep. rally. Your drag-along. That my drag-along. <laughs> it's a drag-along, right? Mm-hmm. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. You want to maybe be in radio someday. Yeah, no, it's good experience. It's, it's good. on-site experience. That's right. You can actually maybe put on your resume that you are an actual... Now, a three-timer, I feel like that might actually... <laughs> necessitate you to call yourself a, a fill-in, like wow. an actual fill-in host. I'm honored. You're honored. Okay, well, thanks for being here. Uh, so we have a we have a good show. We're going to talk about s'mores tech, because we all know I'm sort of fanatical about that and about mm-hmm. ways of having s'mores that are not just the norms. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk some Filipino food, some things that are going around happening in the Twin Cities. Yep. Um, and then we are going to talk about some peaches. Ooh. Because I know you are, you know, your peach truck days <clears throat> are, you know, important. I've got peach in my blood. <clears throat> you have peachy blood? Yeah. No, I've got peach flavored blood. Gross. That's real gross sounding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so last night we had a little, uh, we had a little um, hangout with the fam mm-hmm. and that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, little on the, uh, the first time, it's kind of the first time that we've, I've had like the deck party. This summer, yeah, no, it's been it's been a weird summer. It is right. It's been a slow, but it was it was nice. It was good having everybody just on the patio. We got good weather for it. Yeah, the rain. I mean, like that's the funny part. It's been like sunny for how many yeah. days? For like how many months? <laughs> like a hundred days of sun. Yeah. And then the one time that I'm like, hey, let's have a patio party. It's the one that it's foggy. It's cloudy. foggy and raining. But I actually like that. That's actually your no, chosen weather right. because that's why you went out to school in Washington. It's my motif. It's your motif. Um, what do you think about, uh, so what we did was actually, it was the pork from last weekend. You mm-hmm. guys, I did like the, the Costco, uh, pork shoulder that was for 40 bucks for like a massive amount, like a double pork shoulder. It's yep. basically a double. Yeah. And then, um, I cooked it up last weekend, uh, and then just sort of like used it. We've kind of been eating it all week. Yeah. And then we just kind of cashed it finally, I think. But so we did the pork shoulder just in a pot, and it was mm-hmm. kind of like a throw your pork onto whatever you wanted. Didn't yeah. do tacos, really. No, no. the uh, They were there, but we ended up using your little shiso leaves, yeah. which were real nice. Wasn't that a fun idea? Yeah. No, I like that. It, yeah. was, it was a good little, not a wrap situation, but right. it, it did um, it complimented the pork night. It was kind of a nice little vehicle for pork, yeah. and then um, I found um, I found that the stracciatelli which is, you know, the inside uh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. the burrata. Like right. when you cut the burrata and it goes all runny and it's that beautiful ricotta kind of thing. Yeah. It's actually, they sell it in, as in a little 
in a little, you know, container called Stracciatelli. And um, it was, uh, I put that, I had put that on the dish with the, the blackened shiso peppers, but it seemed like it went on the shiso leaf with a little bit of pork and some of the corn thing. That seemed like the right move to me, mm-hmm, which was mm-hmm. interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, no, I, it was good. I, I did that with the uh, the corn salad a bit. Um, and uh, but yeah, those blackened shishitos. Whew. Yeah, right. That's kind of a thing. Like, I didn't realize that how easy those are to do just to pop those on. I have like a, a hot plate, you know, like a steel, uh, stainless steel, like, or a, not stainless steel. What is the cast iron, cast iron yeah. um, sitting in the grill? And then when I was roasting the corn, I was heating that that cast iron piece up. And then by the time the corn was done, that thing was like smoking hot. And I threw the shishito peppers on there and they just and they just kind of blacken like they turn, you know, they, they like they sear <laughs> and they do jump and they kind of pop at you. And then um, and then you just like and I just let them cool down. I didn't they were room temperature when you serve them. They don't have to be hot. Yeah. And then I for some reason I wanted I don't know why I wanted like a cream, creamy little cheese thing with them, but it worked. Yeah, no, it worked. You could do like a sriracha mayo with it. Yeah, I just prefer eating them, just yeah, popping the whole thing in your mouth. But yeah, and they're not spicy. They say no. like there's like one in like a couple hundred thousand that are spicy or something like that. So you may find yeah. one. Yeah, no. You, when you made them last time, there was one like the first one. I just happened happened to be yeah. like a ooh yeah. spice bomb. But other than that, no, they're pretty manageable. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like them. I thought they were fun. Uh, and then we did, so the corn salad was, we had corn and then I put in zucchini ribbons. I did tomatoes. I did shallots. Bunch of feta. Bunch of feta. Um, bunch of herbs from the garden. Of course. We have a, we have a preponderance of sage. It was. (laughs) I don't really know what to do with it. Honestly, I'm not feeling any sage food right now. Like I'm not feeling it and I don't know what to do with that because I think. I don't know, right? Why did I grow sage? And then why did it grow so, so well? Yeah, I don't know. We have a lot. I mean, our garden's done pretty, pretty well this year. Yeah. Um, But sage is definitely, uh, we have not utilized its full potential. <laughs> what should we do with it? I don't know. I would put that out to you, we- Weekly Dishers. Is there a favorite sage thing that you want uh, to think about? Let's think about that. Could do some sort of weird sage ice cream. <laughs> we could do sage ice cream. That would not be so bad. Yeah. I guess I always think about it. I always tend to do it with like a pumpkin, like a squashy. Sure. Pumpkin sage ravioli is like one of those very, you Staples. know, almost cliche though. That's the thing. <laughs> like it gets a little cliche. And, but I do like uh, fried sage leaves. Mm, mm. Those are great. But usually that's again, it's like I move into the fall with that. Right. You can't be too predictable. No. So. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to think about that. We're going to think about Ooh, that. For a I bit. looked up sage. something and you can make sage honey. Can you? Infuse sage with honey. Lexi, that, that sounds, sounds good. Like mm-hmm. just infuse it? Yeah, it says uh, infuse honey with dried sage leaves to add flavor. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm. That's not bad at all. Yeah. I, I do like a little prosciutto and sage situation too. Like if you did like a fresh mozzarella sandwich, sure. prosciutto and like sage is a decent one on that one. Yeah, I like the sage honey. That's like even a sage. They also sim- said sage butter and some. That's kind of been like I've been doing these compound butters. Like mm-hmm. I did the ramp butter and this garlic scape butter. We had that radish butter. We had that was from Kelly. Was she from we, Kelly, she yeah. did radish butter, but sage butter would be good too, and that's a good way to save it because, like, Lord knows, not gonna like it's not gonna it's not gonna stay fresh long. I no. put that on some toast. Yeah, that right. Would be amazing. You'd be down. You'd be down. A little goat mm-hmm. cheese too. Ooh, yes. Yeah, goat cheese and sage also work so well. 
Okay, I'm sort of plotting out our, our days. I think, I Lexi, think I'm going to bring you the sage. I'm going to make you do it. <laughs> Ooh, yes, but next weekend, you're getting a handful of sage, and you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> and a mission. Okay, okay. You have a mission, yeah. You don't have to write a recipe for it. You can just have it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I know. It's tough. Hanson's always like, do a recipe for that. And I'm like, I don't. I'm just going to eat it. How about if I just eat it then? Yeah. And just don't write recipes and stuff. <laughs> I know. It's tough. Um, okay, but there is something about that we have, like... Like the garden that I have is nothing compared to the the Marsh oh. Farm garden, the O'Reilly Farm garden. Oh my God, <laughs> I know. And I did go over it's there a farm. last. It's a farm. It's a farm. We, she calls it the Marsh Farm. Yeah. And it's just a house on a cul-de-sac. Yeah. That's the crazy part. But they're growing, and that's the thing is like I did this little video of it last week because I kind of want people to know you can, you can, you can change your entire backyard if you want to oh, do yeah. whatever you need it to be, and that one is kind of insane. How much? Um, she's they're growing like. Lemon cucumbers in an arc. They've got like leeks everywhere. They've got onions. They've got kale. They've got, I mean, my God, they have, a, they have a farmer's market in their backyard. They've got a production. They do. They've got a righteous situation going on. <laughs> and let's be clear. They are sort of in nursery tech, like growing yeah. things. They, they know stuff. No, it's, it's their field. It is. And they, it's like, John is a man who needs to build things. So <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of perfect thing to do is build things in the summertime and grow your food i don't know if i've ever rolled up to their house and john wasn't in some tree <laughs> clipping something or nailing Building. something down yeah, yeah i know i know we've had some good garage sitting with them though that was oh, great yeah. that's true all right you guys we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna talk about s'mores tech mm. and uh we're gonna get into you know my favorite topic of what should you be putting on your s'mores the science science behind it we'll be right back this is a weekly dish on my top 1071 brought to you by hornitos Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Jake Larson. Never leaving. Never leaving. I'm going to stay in the booth for the rest of my life. Stuck with me. (laughs) I'm stuck with you. This is good. All right. So we are going to talk a little bit about some s'mores tech, which Mm -hmm. is kind of my favorite thing. Uh, Bon Appetit. They just put up a little bit of uh, an article. And funny funny enough, uh, it's Ermila, uh, who used to be an intern of mine. Mm. She wrote the article oh. and she's so cool. I just love her the most. Um, and she's been their digital editor for a while at Bon Appetit, but she wrote about a piece and she was talking about how for her, um, she said this citrus, the title is this citrusy twist on s'mores is like lemon meringue pie without all the work. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it. A toasted marshmallow is very close to a meringue, which is a <laughs> sort of a whipped egg white with sugar. Yeah. So she's saying that uh, she goes, uh, I've never have more than half a s'more with chocolate. It's too rich and too cloying. I dare to say s'mores are even better without any chocolate at all. Does that feel like that's, heresy? That's a bold claim. It's a bold claim. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's saying, are you ready for this? Sure. Instead, try lemon curd. And lemon curd, you know, because oh, you're... I love lemon curd. Because your Oma makes it. Yeah. The and then... Best topping for a crepe. For a crepe. It is true, the thing that you put <laughs> on the crepes. She says that she's putting the citrusy spread on graham crackers, topped it with the toasted marshmallow. You basically get lemon meringue pie. Um, but you don't have to whip anything. It's tangy. It's not too sweet. So that kind of... But the thing is, is that kind of opens up a whole world. Because what we're saying then is you can make... You could make like strawberry meringue pie by putting strawberry sure. jam on your. It, it begs the question: Is that still a s'more? Is it still a s'more? It, I'm sure that sounds delicious. Yeah, the lemon meringue pie situation, but I, 
Can I call it a s'more if there's no chocolate? I'm not sure. No, that, huh? that begs a moral question. <laughs> I think that there's something to say that since s'more <laughs> is really a weird name anyway, which is a with the little apostrophe, it means some more. Sure, I would like some more s'more. It's sort of a colloquial. It's not like this was a, based in French cuisine, is yeah. what I'm saying. So it sort of begs the fact that it's probably an invented. Like I think it it should be evolved. Okay. Because I mean clearly okay. when we're talking about the best kind of s'more for me, I mean the smeeches are great. Yeah. Which yep. is of course the grilled s'more with like or the grilled peach. Yeah. With you know the 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 tack of the of the caramel on top of the marshmallow pulled in and then it's the shut 'em upper. Like right. who came up with shut 'em uppers? Right. And am I a the genius? Only? I know. <laughs> Someone who First should be paid a lot of royalties. It's not yeah. going to happen, though. No, no, it won't. Camping. It was probably some kid at camp. Honestly. When you were at camp at Hoppy, did you guys make s'mores? Um, Do you remember? Was there a s'more th- thing? I imagine they tried to get us to, but we ended up just eating the You the just chocolate. ate the chocolate separately? Yeah. I'd say that that is more of that like... That happens a lot in our house. Well, it happens in our house. Because <laughs> you and I are like, oh, should we make a fire? It's 90 degrees out at night. Uh, uh, okay. And then all of a sudden there's like... A lot of graham crackers. A lot of marshmallows. A lot of marshmallows. No chocolate. No Hershey bar. So that's the thing. That <laughs> weird Hershey thing where there's like that burny part of the Hershey bar. Yeah. Which is intentional. Oh, yeah. No, it's there's there's science. It's it's to get you used to the flavor so that when you try other chocolates, it's not as good. It's not as good. I mean, that's sort of diabolical. It's chocolate brainwash. It's chocolate brainwashing. Damn it. Damn it. Tell me about what is the thing. I mean, but like we've also done things like using. S'more experiments are real. Like what else have you. What is your other alternative s'more situation? Um, Well, we always did. uh, You always had a thing for Rolos. So I I remember growing up having Rolos instead of chocolate was a big move. That's a good smash on there. Um, They smash real easily. Yeah. No, it's good. No, that that is a fan favorite. Um, But I will say. um. At college, uh, there was a guy who um, brought uh, peanut butter cookies. Oh, yeah. Like, like Nutter Butters or just like, or peanut butter cookies? Like he went to the Kowalski's type store and yeah. got uh, some peanut butter cookies, used those instead of graham crackers. That's, Major move. Like, that's a pretty, that's remember when we did s'morios? Yeah. And yeah. that was a good one where you take two Oreos and the, you just smash marshmallow in between them. That was yeah, just a you lot. You can only of, have one of those. That's true. That is a <laughs> lot. Warning. Yeah. That is a lot. But what I will say, what I liked about the peanut butter cookie as opposed to just spreading peanut butter on it, it just, it would, didn't take up so much time eating it. True. Because <laughs> I feel like if you just, the white peanut butter on it, then it like you still got that peanut butter. Yeah, it's a little bit of a pasty deal. situation. Yeah, yeah. I would say that I do love to do like a good peanut butter swipe on a gram. Sure. With and then that also holds your your chocolate in place, and yeah. then you put your marshmallow on top of that. It just just levels up the s'mores a touch. Of course, you could do instead of chocolate, you could do a Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm. That's also a tech. Yeah, no, move. that'd be good. Um, we never had like packaged s'more things because we're kind of purists in that like <laughs> but the Ritz Bits has a packaged Ritz Bits s'more sandwiches and they just re-released them I guess it was in, in the year 2000 That's they're saying you asked and it's back we were giving away 300 boxes of the Y2K classic Ritz Bits s'mores and entering is easy blah 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 so it's tag a friend stage. weird but I know I don't you have to enter by 817 to win 
Um, I don't have any feeling about Ritz. We don't have a Ritz no, culture in our house, and I think don't. that's like some people do. No, because it's a buttery. I can see it though, like a buttery good, like it. Not oh, for these, yeah. but as a small. But like taking just regular Ritz and using them instead of graham cracker. Yeah. Like we do love that buttery salty. Right? Why don't we? Haven't we done that? Yeah. No. That that would work. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. We I don't, gotta try that. We haven't done that. Um, I have done. I have like done. Uh. Also, this is a thing that you should put on your s'mores. It's it's like a, a potato chip. Put on a salty potato chip in the middle of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not saying flavored. I'm not saying go with like sour cream and onion or cheddar. <laughs> and that seems real disgusting. Yeah. But um, I would do definitely do a a potato chip in there for a little salt. Just like a little Lay's. Yeah, maybe. Like a Pringle. Okay. Maybe a Pringle. Like a thin one so that it's not overwhelming. Sure. That could be your salt addition. Okay. Or no. I'm not super down with that. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm real. Yeah, right. Um, there's uh, there's also, like, I, I'm not a big thing on, like, other fruit slices outside of peaches. Because peaches, to me, get, like, you could go peaches or you could go, like, the jam sitch. But you can't do, like, a slice of apple because it gets too not slidey. Apple. It's not going to work. I do. I am interested in a little grilled pineapple, though. Mm. I think that could be a nice citrus. Okay. Or acidic little yeah, yeah. punch. Yeah, that could work. The melty. I don't know. Yeah, that could work. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. Experiments need to be had. Right. And so <laughs> I did put up on my Instagram page, I put up a picture of the smeech that we made a while ago. And yeah. um, I wanted to say that somebody said uh, she was real smart in her. She was like, what about a savory? So knowing that like I do tend to go savory yeah. more than sweet. But this one, she was saying um, she thought she would do smoked burrata. Mm. Hold on a second. There she goes. She goes, uh, hankering for savory smart, smoked burrata, cheese, and tomato jam. Okay. I mean, that just seems like a little... But then... That's um, not really... That, to me, is not a smart because that's yeah, like you're not toasting it. Like, that would fall apart. That's a lot of extra steps. A s'more, I feel like a s'more needs to be, like, pretty simple and that's fast. That's just like a sandwich. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm down for it. I like the idea. Was she saying they put all that on a graham cracker? I don't know. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's a crustini situation. Maybe it's less campfire and more like... A mousse-bouche. A mousse-bouche. <laughs> a crustini? Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. Um, we have also experimented now. We have gotten some of those North Mallows. Remember those? Oh, yeah, yeah, Those yeah. are really delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's locally made. That's a, that's an, that's a level up you can easily do in your house. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then as far as like grams go, there are people who are like, I'm going to make my own graham crackers. You know what? Don't do it. No. It's never going to be as good. It's not going to... I mean, I know that some grams fall apart and they're hard to do, but I would say by... You know, a better gram if you're feeling like right. the need for that. Yeah. So. And then your friend Zoe made some good graham crackers at one time. Okay. Well, that's unfair because <laughs> it's Zoe's at Francois. Well, she yeah. did make us those s'mores kits. She brought them over. That was. And she brought she, for burn party. Right. And right. she made those graham crackers and those were nuts. Those were pro level. Okay. But that's like, right. Okay. If you want to be Zoe Francois and do it, fine, <laughs> fine. But. I absolutely believe that, like, if you go classic, like, also, I don't mind, like, a little, like, the chocolate upgrade is key, mm-hmm. you know, do your marshmallow upgrade, but, like, I think that the graham cracker, like, I couldn't, or, like, a Ritz cracker or a different cracker. Ooh. What? We gotta do, like, Ritter Sport. Oh, that would be good. Instead of a graham cracker? Yeah, oh, instead of a, oh, because they have yeah. the graham in the middle. Yeah, graham Wait, it could be, chocolate. like, a triple. Yeah. So, Ritter Sport is that German chocolate bar, you guys, and they have the little biscuit in the middle of it. 
What about those little poor boys we used to get, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So much more tech. You guys, it never ends. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. And when we come back, we are going to talk about some Filipino food that's happening in the Twin Cities. We'll be right back. This is a weekly dish on my talk 1071. It's the weekend. <laughs> You're right. It, it is. is. It is the weekend. I know. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is uh, I'm Steph March. I'm here with Jake Larson today, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and we are uh, we're just hanging out. Um, it's I'll give you the weather report. It's kind of snizzly and weird out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, a little foggy. Yeah. A little bit yep. like not cold, not hot. Just snizzly. Snizzly. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Filipino food. Okay. What do you know about Filipino food? Everything. Tell um, us. Tell us. <laughs> break it, it down, Jake Larson. Break it down. It's from the Philippines. Ooh, what? <laughs> and where are the Philippines? Ooh. Oh, geography quiz. Who knew that at 930 there would be a geography quiz? Ooh. Yeah. Well, okay. The eighth vi- grade. Eighth, eighth grade. You didn't pass eighth grade. Damn it. I know. Sorry about that. Um. So anyway, the Philippines obviously are Southeast Asia, sort of in the, um, you know, you don't know anything about like Manila, Emilda Marcos, nothing. Names, ring a, names ring a bell. Okay, just the, <laughs> if you're a kid of like the 80s, you know that um, the Marcos family used to, you know, run the Philippines and, sure. or, you know, it was in charge in Manila and that she was sort of famous for having an amazing collection of shoes, mm, like, mm. like an amazing collection of shoes. Um but anyway, nonetheless, the Philippines, uh, it's, it's this, here's what, here's a word I'm going to say wrong every time. Archipelago. Is that right? Yeah, I no, did it. You did. I did it wrong on TV yesterday and it was horrible. <laughs> Cody Matz had to yell it to me from like the corner. Really? Cause I was like archipelago. <laughs> so just so you know, that's fine. Um, archipelago, which is this collection of islands, basically. Same as Japan. Same as Japan. True. Um, and the Philippines are, um, the food that comes from the Philippines tends to be um, a varied amount. It's got a lot of influences because that area has been, it's sort of a pathway. It's been settled and conquered and settled and conquered. It's got some yeah. Japanese, it's got some Spanish, it's got some Chinese, you know, plus that Southeast Asian sort of vibe that's going on in the area. Yeah. And each island sort of has like its own tribal traditions mm-hmm. um, and cultural things. And so, it tends to be kind of a mishmash yeah. and there's no, you know what I mean? Like it's a little bit varied and that to me, that's what makes it complex and lovely. Of course. Right. Yeah. And I know like the big hitters like adobo or yeah. chicken in a saw. Yeah. Um, bu- uh, CC. Bulalo. Bulalo. I'm, we're just going to, mu- we're going <laughs> to muddle our way through it. And we apologize to any Filipinos who are listening because we just, we're just going to muddle through those things. Yeah. But yeah. quite honestly, there's some of it, like they have like pancit, Pancit is a new, it, it's like the term for noodles, basically. Okay. And so it could be like a lot of different kinds of noodle dishes. Like, it's not like when you say, you know, um, like ravioli is like, you know what that is. Yeah. Well, those could be stuffed with many things too. But like the idea that, that there's, it's a noodle dish of some sort, which may be from a different one island may have it one way, another okay. area you know, may have it another way. So, okay. but so the the point of this is, is that Filipino food is kind of having a moment. And one of the moments that it's having is because of something called ube. Mm. And you know about ube. Oh, I know about ube. Right. Which is a purple, uh, it's a fruit, <laughs> but it's like often it's just a purple. It's just a purple. It's a purple, um, <laughs> but it's dried. And uh, is it a fruit now that it might be a vegetable actually, or a root now that, why don't we all Google it together? Um, and it's not ume. Oh, it's a sweet, it's a purple yam. Okay, so it is a oh. vegetable, right? 
Um, it's a species of yam. It's a tuber. Okay. So it's a vivid purple, bright lavender. Here's the thing about it. Um, there are uh, lots of people who are on the internet right now are making purple things with it. Okay. Do you want to do this? I feel like you want to then do this, right? We can try this. We can try this. Right. So um, it is natural. Like, that's the thing about it. It's a natural coloring. It's sure. not like fake. And that's kind of wonderful. Um, the the purple yam itself, it has a pretty texture, a pretty smooth texture. It's pretty mild and sweet. And so it has a lot of dessert applications. Okay. So a lot of people are doing these kind of things. Uh, a lot of the um, Filipino restaurants on the coast are using this purple in their brioche buns. Mm. So they're making these burgers with these bright purple buns. That's and nice. And I'm waiting. Can we please <laughs> get that here? Right now, you can find the purple pancakes at a place called Calzada, okay. which is in St. Paul. And that's one of the ones that is pretty much, uh, you know, kind of um, offering the beginnings of these, you know, is sort of like setting the modern Filipino moment in okay. town. I um, like this. I like this. I know. Are you down for this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm always down for a little change in uh, scenery. Right. In the culinary. In the culinary. <laughs> you're, you're an explorer. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and especially because I think we both love the Southeast Asian, you know, sort of foods of that area we're not afraid of fermented things no we're not afraid of like chicken with bones in them you know and having to sort of deal with a rustic chicken and not necessarily think about a chicken in the french and it's like all pounded and beautiful and stuffed and rolled but like a lot of times people you know chicken it's just really rustic yeah that's that's fine there's beauty in that there really is they have a sausage they have the longanisa sausage which is um just a beautiful just they have a lot of pork Dishes, sure. I think, in the Filipino food community. Um, but one of the other ones that you have had, I know, before are lumpia, which are, and I think I bought these in a grocery store. I think we might have bought them at United Noodle and made them uh, at home. And it's these, it's lumpia, are, it's, like a, it's a, like a little egg roll, like a kind of a thin egg roll with a very thin wrapping. Okay. Um, and just very simple, not stuffed with too much vegetables. It's mostly like a meat, stu- you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. So uh, calzada is sort of the main place if you want to go try some of this food out they're doing you know preparations it's a full service restaurant there are a couple places too that are counter services so pinoy fusion is used to be a food truck and it's in the back of a grocery store i know that feels like a place that like (laughs) you would totally go and spelunk and like be one of those guys like standing in line for skewers of food yeah no some of my favorite food experiences have been just like little stalls in the back of a convenience store or right. a bodega or something like that right right so pinoy fusion is in uh off of university in in saint paul um i think it's off university and then um and then there's uh in burnsville there is kind of what is kind of known as the center of the filipino culture which is asian asia mart and it is a huge grocery store and they also have you know, like a counter, they have a deli counter. Mm. And so you can get prepared foods and people stop in there for lunch and things, but you can also get the things that we like to do is to explore a culture through their packaged goods. Yeah. <laughs> true. But like it's when true. you get a drink, you know, you get like a soft drink from a country, you kind of get a little moment. Like, yeah. you know, you enjoy lots of things from Japan and what are those called? Ramune? Ramune, Calpico. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a bunch of those weird, you know, you love your little boss coffees. I do. And- I love my boss coffees. So like <laughs> the thing is like finding those moments, you know, and those packaged goods from, I remember we, I drank Inca Cola when I was in Peru mm. and that tastes like bubblegum Lux. You know that? 
Have you yeah, had- I uh, I studied in Ecuador for two months, oh, and man. they they also it's right next to Peru. Yeah. So I actually I'm not a huge fan of the bubblegum flavor. Yeah, but I know. I don't mind Inca Cola. Yeah, they, they drink like a lot of people in Ecuador would drink with it, like a, a chaser. And yeah, it's pretty good. It's sweet as all get out. It does taste strictly like bubblegum, <laughs> like it's liquid bubblegum. It's weird. But nonetheless, you're right. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I remember loving that. You know, there's just a piece of it that something about your travels and something about adventures. And so I do think going to these grocery stores and sort of like and also like snack sticks and understanding Mm -hmm. a little bit about like or, you know, like what are their crackers situations? I don't know. It's just like to me, that's one of those a great way to sort of like start your investigation and learning about the countries that you're that you want to do. So that's so Asian Mart is another place in Burnsville. And then the one that a lot of people in Minneapolis know about is called Apoi. Apoi. And Apoi is across from the original revival space. Sure. And it's um kind of on King in Kingfield. It used it used to be called Anodyne Coffee. Um and um it is what they're doing is they're doing the Kamion feast. Mm. Which, if you've seen, so you and I are going to go see Yia Vang tonight. We're going to go to Vinai tonight. But there is um, Yia has been doing these com- these whole feasts called the Kamion, mm-hmm. where like they put the banana leaves out on the thing. Well, this is actually a Filipino tradition, and so Apoy is the restaurant that is kind of like doing it on a nightly basis. You can order, you can sit down, get a reservation. You can have your whole table covered with like a multi course feast, which is kind of a cool thing. I think like you guys in college be kind of a cool thing to have like a whole table spread out and just a bunch of like sticky rice and like, yeah. you know, lots of good things on it. No, that sounds prime. <laughs> yeah. You could do that. Yeah. No, I couldn't. Maybe I will. Maybe you should find out if there's going to be, you should look through Tacoma and Seattle. I'm sure that Seattle has some amazing Filipino oh, food. Absolutely. You're going to have to maybe like dig into that. I'll do my research. Do you do some research so that when I come out and visit, we could like, yeah. we could like figure that one out. I'll report back next year. Please report <laughs> back to our listeners next year. This is true. So while you're at it, you guys, there's, and the other thing that is big on Instagram right now is a drink called the, I think it's Hollow Hollow, H-A-L-O-H-A-L-O, and it is sort of a dessert drink. You can get this at Pinoy Fusion, and it's got purple, like, jellies, and ube. really, yeah, the, the ube jellies and all sorts of fun stuff in it. Um, and it's sort of, um, it's just kind of cool, and that's, like, a really delicious, it's got a lot of round fruit flavors to it. And um Yeah, this is crazy. I'm yeah. Liking this. <laughs> there's there is a recipe on uh Bon Appetit on how you can make your own hollow hollow. Um and it is uh it's uh it means mix mix in um <laughs> oops, here we go. Hold on a second. Mix mix in Tagalog, which is one of the dialects. Um and it's layers of shaved ice, condensed milk with ingredients like these contrasting, chewy, crunchy, creamy, sticky things. So it's a lot of fun. Coconut flakes, there's, you know, fresh fruit, palm seeds, all sorts of things in there. Yeah, looks like a party. It looks like a party. I love it. All right, so there's your Filipino rundown for the moment. Um, We might do some more uh, looking into that kind of stuff and just... I'm excited about it. I'm going to go eat some stuff. Uh, we are coming <laughs> up onto the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you guys want to give us a call, 651-641-1071. We are available for your calls. Jake will answer any musical questions you might need. <laughs> He's the king of Spotify. And uh, otherwise, we will. We can give you your smart text if you want to weigh in on anything or point us to some good produce that's happening right now. We'll take it. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. 651-641-1071. 
if you want to send us, uh, give us a little call. Uh, if you want to send us a note on the Twitters, I'm at Steph March. Jake is not on Twitter. Nope. nope. Never will be. Never will be, huh? You have a thing? I fully denounce Twitter. <laughs> there you have it. That's it. That's breaking news. Um, uh, by the way, Ashley, who's a longtime listener, pal of the station of the show, she says her best s'mores are marshmallows, grams, dark chocolate, flaky salt, add PB to gild the lily. I mean, mm. the flaky salt is good. Yeah. You're right. I mean, like, that's what you want to salt your chocolate chip cookies. You should be salting yeah. your s'mores. No, we do that. Yeah. We yeah. always put that on our... A like, little bit, a little yeah. bit, but I forgot to mention it, so it's good. Uh, so 651-641-1071 if you want to give us a call. So Jake is heading back to school, mm-hmm. back to college. Uh, let's talk about cooking at college. Okay. How, I mean, like, are you, is, as you're heading back and you're going into a different dorm, are there things that you're thinking that you need? Like, are you thinking like... You should be having like a rice cooker in your dorm. Not in my dorm. It gets cluttery. Um, it's not a huge room, I no, assume. But uh, so this year might be a little bit better. We're going to have, I'm moving into a sophomore dorm. Okay. And I'll have, I think that dorm has an actual kitchen as opposed to a kitchenette. Yeah. You were um, working off of, you're making ramen for people in like a very small, a very dirty, small <laughs> little electric stove. Oh, right. Um, okay. Which, and you think this one has a full kitchen? It's more full. Okay, more you know? full. It's, it's not like a commercial kitchen. Yeah. It's, um, I imagine it'll just be like a little bit cleaner and have a few more utensils. Um, but ultimately, uh, so my new roommate, um, I made friends with him actually initially because I smell one day in the hall, I kind of smelled, I, I, I smelled soup. Soup. <laughs> There's another way to put it. I smelled soup. Yeah. Um. I saw a guy two doors down from me, Dan. He um. Dan. <laughs> fun guy, chaotic, yeah. but love the guy. Yeah. He's um. But yeah, he was making soup. I think he was making minestrone. Um. Weird. Nobody makes minestrone. I know. And That's only like exists in a Campbell's can. I feel like. <laughs> um. But yeah, he was making minestrone. We became friends, and then throughout the course of the year, he'd make soup like every month. Um, every month he made soup, huh? Yeah, he made like an. Like Italian- he made it. Yeah, like he would chop up, chop ma- things up, and put them in a. Yeah. No, huh. he made a chili, which I texted yeah, you about my recipe about once. Yeah. Um. He made an Italian wedding soup. Um. Wow. Yeah, no, but he had That's like, not small. He got That's like, like meatballs and oh, shard and yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, he had like a little electric burner um <laughs> that he wasn't allowed to have in the dorm. Um uh, big old pot. Yeah. And uh yeah, he'd pull out like <laughs> his bookcase and use the top of it as like a little kitchen station. Wow. Um, it was a fun little operation. Yeah, okay. A few times that we did it. So you guys are living together. Yeah. So he's gonna now make soup. You guys are gonna like maybe make soup together in your dorm. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. But maybe you can use the bigger kitchen. Maybe. What else? And then for you, you were always making ramen, and yep. that's sort of a tough one to like. That's my reputation. That's your reputation. <laughs> True. I will go to parties and people will be like, "Yo, this is Jake. He makes the best ramen." <laughs> Like, okay, that's my Not legacy. just the hot pot, too, because there's got to be additions to it. But do you think you'd want, like, there's that woman I sent you on TikTok who had, like, she's got, like, a rice cooker. And right. It's all plug-in. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's not illegal if it's, like, a plug-in situation, right? Uh, I think the dorms don't allow it. Oh, but, they don't. I mean, what are they going to do? Come and search around for a rice cooker? Maybe. No. You have to, dis- <laughs> you have to like, 
Yeah, I, it would be a little bit weird if they rated you for a rice cooker versus like rating you for like alcohol or anything like that. Yeah, that'd be pretty weird. It is a wet campus, but it is. That's true. <laughs> so, are you so okay? So, like, you don't feel like you have like because you did buy some kitchen equipment oh. while you were at school. Yeah, no, I've got like a can opener and yeah. like some spoons, but um, you sent me my favorite cleaver. True, um, I did pot. send you a cleaver in a pot. Um, and that pretty much, that mostly covers what I need, but like I did buy my own, uh, I bought another pot for ramen. I bought some, uh, I bought a smaller pot specifically for gooey eggs. <laughs> <laughs> for the jammy yeah. eggs, the four minute egg. Yeah. I kind of needed that. Yeah. Um, it's just, hey, you know, you got limited tools. So, right. Right. But honestly, just going up to Goodwill for like five it's bucks. It's kind of the thing, right? Yeah. That's the easiest way of doing it. I think that's a good idea of like if you're thinking about outfitting your college kid with